This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Geekin' and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, of course, is the absolutely fantastic Jojo. Hello, Jojo! Hello, Graham, how are you? <laughs> okay, no, you know, I, I better not say anything. Um, yeah, this is the first time we're starting the show. Absolutely, the yeah. first time. Yeah. We, the we, very, we, very first time. We, we haven't been 100%. interrupted 15 times, so... No, no, no. Just yeah. so you know. Not, just so you know, it's a totally virgin beginning. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, today is an absolutely fantastic occasion because one of the things we like the most about doing this podcast is when we get to rant about nominations and award shows. And although this is a, has been a bit delayed lately... Right, Jojo? Mm-hmm. This past week was the announcing of the Oscar nominations. Yes. And normally, by this time of year, the Oscars are done, isn't it, Jojo? Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're <laughs> usually done by the 16th. Yeah. Yeah, at very latest the 16th, something like that. Right? And so, like, you know, Super Bowl came around and shit, and we still ain't got no Oscars. <laughs> you know, it's just insane. <laughs> But they are set up for March 27th, I believe. Super late. Yeah. Yeah. March 27th. And they're going to go live for the first time since 2020. I mean, it's controversial because although they're going live, they're not requiring everybody to be vaccinated, which is kind of like bullshit. Agreed. Um, yeah. Whatever, man. They're doing. They're doing. The, they're doing themselves. You do you. We're gonna be over here watching it on TV anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna be there breathing. Breathing their possibly COVID and rarefied air. So that's that's. Fine. I mean, come on. <laughs> but but we love we love the Oscars. We uh, love the Academy Awards because, for the most part, they get it right. Sometimes they fuck up, mm-hmm. and. We're not going to go ahead and say that they're not corrupt or anything like that. But we'd like to believe that they're not that bad. Anyway. Right. Right. Exactly. Of of all of them, hopefully they're the least slimy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> but before we get into all that, Jojo, tell me, mm-hmm. what have you been watching? Um, so I... Watched on Netflix a true crime series called The Puppet Master, Hunting the Ultimate Con Men. And that was very interesting and horrifying. It was a a con man in England who started out with a group of young people in college and essentially stole their whole life away from them. He had them not quite kidnapped, but essentially brainwashed into believing that he was an MI5 spy and he was protecting them from the NRA and that he had to move them to different safe houses and things like that. So just crazy story. And then he got sent to prison. And then when he got out, he he did it again. And he's currently sort of on the run with this lady that he's stolen her life. And he's done it many, many times. So it's interesting to me, one, how he manages to get away with it. He must have an amazing magnetic personality thing going on, like a cult leader or something. And also it's kind of horrifying to me that he only got a couple of years in jail for what he did and is out doing it again and will probably not go back into jail until he kills somebody or something at this point. And uh, just kind of kind of depressing, but also very interesting. Yeah, I mean, the world is, is actually full of those people, right? Some of them go into politics and become Donald Trump. Very true. Very true. <laughs> you know. Very, very true. Because, you know, Donald Trump has hijacked an entire political party and have them believe that somehow he's some kind of uh, savior or there's yeah. something special about him for those who even don't necessarily agree with him to be ex- extremely fearful of him. 
to the point yeah. where they don't want to say anything. They would rather retire from politics as opposed to to saying something that will upset the crowd that believes totally in Donald Trump. So, so conmen are like, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just extremely hard to fight in terms of like crime prevention or law enforcement, because how do you, how do you tell someone, listen to me, this guy is not good and you have to believe me like <laughs> yeah it's it's just I don't, I don't know like yeah it's it it it's difficult to do that and he is so good at you know an abusive relationship he so is so good at getting inside the minds of these young people some of them he's had sexual relation relationship with and some of them he hasn't they they've just you know, he's been able to get inside their mind and convince them that they can't get away, that it's impossible for them to get away, which is very similar to, to what you mentioned earlier with politics. It's in the sense of of, of abuse, you know. I've, well, I've this person has made it very clear to me that if I try to leave or speak out against them that I'm going to be murdered or wish myself dead, so I'm not going to do that. So... It's just, um, you know, the, the fact that he was able to steal, they gave it to him, but he stole when he, you know, morally, when you look at it, he stole yeah. so much money from these people. And it's like, if he had done this to a corporation by embezzlement, say, he'd, he'd be yeah. in prison for 30, 40 years, probably. But because right. this is women who gave it to him, some of them he did steal it from, some of them he literally conned them and stole it from them they didn't know that they were losing their money you know he gets like two years in prison it's just i the injustice of it is just awful but yeah that that's the way it is i mean crimes against against individuals who live to tell the tale the punishment seems to be very light very <laughs> if it's a corporation you know, then it's going to be harsh. Yeah. Uh, you know, or if someone dies, then then that's yes. a completely different thing. What about you? What have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> so this whole week I watched, I don't know how I got into it, but I got curious and I watched Reacher, the new okay. series. Okay. And I have to tell you, this is a very different Reacher starting from the fact that he's like, six foot eight <laughs> and he's literally a walking monster is a very this guy is actually a very good actor because what he's made of richer is is someone that you you find some sort of empathy with okay whereas tom cruise has always portrayed richer as sort of like an american outlaw who a uh, no nonsense guy who you know is yeah the kind of badass american i'll break your neck kind of guy this dude plays the entire character as an incredibly dangerous giant teddy bear okay, <laughs> okay. so if you fuck with him you get what you get right but he, he this is a guy that tries his darndest to avoid getting into situations where he has to either fight or kill somebody. And so I, I like this Richard, and um, it's, 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 it's an incredibly refreshing series. It's no high cinema, any kind of thing. It's nothing that will make you be brilliant the next day or something. <laughs> it's, it's pure entertainment. But yeah. of course, as we said last week, it's not the kind of entertainment that insults your intelligence. It's, you know, that's it, that's that's good to know. I was interested in that series from hearing about the the author of the books and essentially being like, "Look, Tom Cruise doesn't get to play this guy anymore," <laughs> <laughs> and and being like, "I, I if you if I'm gonna like if I'm gonna you know sign away or whatever these the rights to something again, it's." I, I want this guy to be like the guy in my books. Yeah, and yeah. so from what I've read, he's very happy with this adaptation. He's like, no, this is the Reacher that I wrote. This isn't 
the it one that does, was portrayed. It does kind of feel like the right description. It does feel like that's what an author would write in a book about this guy. Because it okay. also gives you a bit of background into Richard's uh, uh, childhood. You know, his mother was French. He was a military brat. He has a big brother that was very overprotective of him. And uh, in the life lessons that, you know, he got from his mother and how compassionate his father was and how he, has all, as a kid, was always the compassionate one, and which is what always got him in trouble. And mm. so it is, it is a beautiful story to a certain extent, and it's... It doesn't depict a some guy who believes that he's a hero, and wherever he goes, people have to bow down to him. Gotcha. You know, so so I I liked it, and I think it's seven episodes uh, of about fifty minutes each, and I I watched the entire thing. I finished it last night, nice. and I'm looking forward to the next uh, to the next season. Nice. Um, it, it's almost almost like the same feeling that you have when you watch Hannah for instance. Okay. You know, something like that. Let's go in an adventure around with this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, Oscar nominations, we are going to give you our predictions. And what will happen is that on the day after the Oscars, then we're going we're gonna to give you an episode where we compare the predictions versus the reality of who won and who lost. Right, Jojo? Uh, there we go. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and get started. And uh, okay. we have put the list here. Let's see. We are going to start with... Let's start with Best International Feature Film. Okay. All right. So uh, take it away, Jojo. Take it away. <laughs> so Best International Feature Film, we have Drive My Car from Japan, Flee from Denmark, the Hand of God from Italy, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom from Bhutan, and The Worst Person in the World from Norway. All right. So we have not watched those films. We've always complained about how some of these international films, we only hear about them during the Oscar. But of course now it's easier to find these films to watch anywhere on the internet. So I have created a plan. There were 10 movies, I think, 10 or 12 movies, I think, that I haven't seen of those dominated. So I've created a plan to watch them from now until the day of the Academy Awards. So with that said, I think, however, that the movie that probably will win it is The Worst Person in the World. Okay. Because that's the one I've heard the most buzz about. Okay. The Hand of God, on the other hand, it, it, it's got me curious. And it's weird that it's from Italy, but I don't okay. know. I should have done a bit of research about it. But for some reason, it leads me to believe that it may have something to do with the late Argentinian soccer star, Diego Armando Maradona. Ah, uh, okay. Because Maradona was famous for having, for having scored a goal with his hand, and he made it look like a like a header, but it was it was a handball, it was a controversial one. Obviously, at the time there was no video assistant referee or anything like that, so it was uh, okay. based on whatever the referee saw, and the referees at the time thought they saw a goal, and but some when the Rewinds on live TV showed that his his hand kind of helped out. Okay. So Maradona, during an interview, he said he was asked, you know, what do you say about the fact that people, you know, a lot of people think that there was hand involved. He said, if there was any hand, it was the hand of God. <laughs> and okay. that became like a big. You know, a, it became like one of the most quoted things said in 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 the world of soccer, if the, the okay. hand of God, and so Maradona played the entirety of his career as a professional player in Italy. So he started, of course, in Argentina, but but when he became a professional, 
in Italy. And of course, he played for Argentina on the international stage. And um, so I, I wonder if it may have something to do with Maradona. But I have to, I have to figure that one out. However, I do think that with all the buzz, is going to be definitely the worst person in the world. Okay. So we move on now to best adapted screenplay, and we have Coda by Sean Heder, The Power of the Dog, Jane Campion, Drive My Car, Ryusuke Hamaguchi and Takamasa Oe, Dune, John Spath and Denis Villeneuve and Eric Roth, and The Lost Daughter, by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Jojo, let me ask you about this one. I, 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 here's the thing. I have three picks out of this. Okay. Do you care to take a crack at my three picks? I think it might be Coda, The Power of the Dog, and Dune. Yeah, you, you've got almost all of them right, except I, I, for <laughs> Dune. The Lost okay. Daughter, I, I think that there's a lot of big deals being made about Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut and also the, her, her adaptation of this, uh, yeah. the screenplay. And if The Lost Daughter doesn't have a big night, this is going to be the award for her. What do you think? Yeah, I can see that. If it doesn't win anything else, it's going to win this. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. What is your pick, uh, though? I, I, I'm actually going to pick Dune because everybody seems to have really loved what they did this time, and there's been several very unsuccessful adaptations of this. Yeah. It's, well, fair to middling, I suppose. But this one, everybody has gone, seems to have gone gaga for this one. So I, I, I'm picking Dune. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you. I think this is, on the other hand, drive my car is nominated for several things. And, yeah, uh, that's uh, actually my pick for Best International Feature Film, is Drive My Car. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Very well then. So <laughs> you, you, have, you have Dune, mm-hmm. and I think I have it. Look, I'm pulling for Coda. Yeah. But I think the, the fight here is going to be between Jane Campion and Maggie Gyllenhaal to be honest. I can see that. So if it's not the power of the dog, it's going to be the lost daughter. Okay. You want me to put you down for two? Yes, ma'am. Okay. If you awesome. would, please, ma'am. Yeah. Yep. And Jojo, please don't lose this list, Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, working on, I'm working on it. When I'm was working it? on it right now. Which one was it that you, <laughs> you lost the list? It was the Golden Globes was... or something like that or Emmys. I don't know. I don't know. And then there was one I couldn't read my own handwriting. So... <laughs> I might as well have lost it, but um, yeah, this one I, I can read, and I'm that's funny. Right? I can read, Lord, I can read. <laughs> All right, so Jonjo, we're gonna go now with best original screenplay. So we have Belfast by Kenneth Branagh, Don't Look Up, Adam McKay, and David Sirota, King Richard, Zach Balin, Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson. And the worst person in the world, Joaquin Trier and Eskel Vogt. Probably okay. butchered his name. Sorry. Sorry, uh-huh. sirs. Okay. What do you have for this one? What, what, what's your pick for this one? I have heard a lot. So this one this one for me is sort of a double one. Because I, I think if Belfast doesn't win a lot, it's going to win this one. And I think if licorice pizza doesn't win a lot, it's going to be licorice pizza. So I've, I've, I'm kind of those two. It's funny that you say these two because those, those two are my my picks. Okay. Here's the reason why. The BAFTA nominations came out, and I don't think Kenneth Branagh had got any recognition at all. Might as well not have made a movie at all. <laughs> but but the the crazy thing is that Kenneth Branagh is like one of the most BAFTA winning actors, but for some reason this one they were like, eh, Kenneth made a movie. 
Do you now? I, I, this is just a question, and I don't know anything, so I'll throw it out there. But do you think it's because it's all about Ireland? That's an interesting question. That, that I personally have no thought about this, but but hey, you know, who knows? But I I know in England and the, the Irish and and everything, but that's, that's not so much in America. Is yeah, you know. Ireland is is there used, to, there used to be a great hatred of Irish people in in America, but I, I now it's more of a oh, I'm very proud to be Irish and proud of my heritage, you know that kind of thing. Right, right. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, but but in the in the case of of uh, Kenneth Branagh, I think because Ireland is very romanticized uh, in the American culture, especially of late, there is a chance that this might this might be what gets him um, the award. But you're right, the 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 fact that it was completely ignored in the BAFTA is kind of crazy, you know. Yeah, I just so I, one I, has I... to ask, right? I know it's it's very recent in, you know, UK history of, you know, the NRA blowing things up and, and all that. So I, I, just, I don't know if it's just they were kind of like, eh, I'm not touching anything to do with the Irish. I don't know. Just a thought. Uh, yeah, it could, it could always be that. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so we move on to Best Director again, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, Drive My Car. Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog, Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. But I think Jane Campion is going to win this one, or Paul Thomas Anderson. But on the other hand, in the mix you have Steven Spielberg and Hollywood, you know. They love they love them some Steven. They love them some Spielberg. And yep. so what do you say, Jojo? I'm going with Jane Campion. You're going to go with Jane Campion. Yeah. That's, she's she's my pick. Yeah. So for what, me, what? it's it's Campion and, and Anderson. Okay. One of the two. This is The surprise that night for the night for me is going to be Hamaguchi. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. But again, remember Parasite Night, right? Yes. Parasite. Yes. Parasite was just Kim... Out of the blue and started blowing everything out of the water. <laughs> yep, know? just passed everything. Like, we were, yeah. what was that? <laughs> That's <was> parasite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not. There's always a chance that Steven Spielberg will will end up with with the, with the little statuette, but my picks are Campion and Anderson. Liquor Space is actually a beautiful movie. I, I haven't I've yet to watch it, but it's a beautiful one. I'm looking heard, forward to taking a look at it. Yeah, I've heard very, very good things about it. And I still haven't finished The Lost Daughter. Uh, I, I don't know why, but uh, I, I, the rhythm, the cadence of it was kind of like throwing me off. And I don't know. Ed Harris is creepy on this one again. Uh, I don't know why Ed Harris always looks creepy to me, but... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Westworld. I stopped watching because of West, uh, Ed Harris's character. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'll get to it. But <laughs> yeah, Ed Harris. He was in the Truman Show, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, he's he's very creepy in that. Yeah, it's very something... creepy and intense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it makes something... me makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ginger, let's go with Best Supporting Actor. So we have Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog, Troy Kotzer for Coda, and I've just forgotten how to pronounce his first name. Kieran. Kieran Hines for Belfast. Yeah, that's insane, though. Uh, this is the first... You know, like in soccer, when they announce the groups in the World Cups, like who plays who in which group, there's always the one group called the group of death. Because for some reason, two or three of the best uh, countries uh, fall into that group. And it's in, you know, it's by elimination. So they, you know that at, at some point, there's going to be only two of them left out of five. Mm -hmm. For me, the group of death 
is actually this nomination slate right there, the best supporting actor. The here's what I say. Why I say this: this kid, Cody Smith McPhee, is the revelation in the power of the dog. So when okay. it comes to the power of the dog, I don't know if you've seen the movie yet. I have not yet. So I wanted to talk to you about his performance because I'm I'm familiar with Jesse Plemons' work and I enjoy his work very much. And I, but I was like, I want to know about this kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Plemons was, as usual, exquisite. Uh, Plemons, Plemons is 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 a consummated actor that. We've said this back when we talked about the Golden Globes. Like, the only reason Plemons is not a leading man is because he's a he's a chubby dude. That's yep. it. Plemons yep. is an absolutely fantastic actor. Yes. But Cody Smith McPhee is a revelation on this one, and for being such a young actor, amongst so. You know, he's thrown in the mix with Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, and the Benedict Cumberbatch himself. Yet his performance is absolutely brilliant. This kid has like the balls of a 900-year-old man. So for me, I may be wrong, but he's the winner for me that's, on Best Supporting your, Actor. That's your pick, is, yes. is McPhee? Yes, but if I had to pick somebody else, mm-hmm. it would be Troy Kotzer okay. uh, for Coda. He was the dad on Coda. Okay. And I think so. I think he was, he was the dad. Was he the dad on Coda? My, I... I can't. You asked me point blank. I have no idea who anybody is. <laughs> My I brain think, is I like, was, yeah. what? What are we talking about? Yes, he was the dad on Coda. He was, yeah. Frank? Yes, he was Frank. He was Frank, yes. Yeah. That's, what, and, and that's we, what the Google box says. Yeah, we talked about him and we loved him. He was, he was yes. really, he had a, a weird kind of humor. Yes. Uh, to, to his character and he was so good as, as a girl's dad. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was he was dope. That that would be my that would be the the one for me. If I was the one voting, I would say true culture. But Cody Smith, Mac, Smith McPhee, let's not lose sight of this kid. What about you, Jojo? So this one, like you said, this one is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I based on what you said, I think McPhee is probably going to win it. And I, I'm going to watch The Power of the Dog because I I, I I want to see this movie. It's just one of those, just like The Lost Daughter, I'm going to watch that one too. Yeah. But I would really like to see Kieran Hines get an Oscar because, you know, as I just talked about in the video, he is in my favorite version of Persuasion. I've known about him since 1995. So he's like, been <laughs> he's been around a long time and I have not seen his performance, but I would, it would just make me happy if he won. So that's my, just would make me happy if he won. But I think you're probably right. And the fee is going to win. There's a couple of, there's a couple of history making nominations here too. And, and records being broken. And we'll talk about that along the way, but the nomination of J- Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst as, you know, for Academy Awards as real-life couples. But it is for the first time that two couples, real-life couples, have been also nominated for Oscars. So you have Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst, and on the other hand, you have Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. Okay. So that's making history here on this Oscar. So we'll talk about that a bit more. Later on. Cool. So, Jojo. Let's see. So. Best supporting actress for me. Mm-hmm. We've got Jessie Buckley, The Lost Daughter. Ariana DeBose, West Side Story. Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog. Anjanou Ellis, King Richard. And Judy Dench for Belfast. Uh, 
there are some people that were left out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, for instance, Ruth Nega should have been nominated. Agreed. I'm, ju I'm just saying. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> that, that to me is a big ass snub right there. Yeah. Ruth Nega should have been nominated. I agree. For passing. Yeah. Who else did they leave behind? <laughs> for Best Support Actress, at least my grievance right now is about Ruth Nega. Yeah. But but with that said, Jojo, who is your pick? <sighs> I'm going to go with Judy Dench because she always wins. <laughs> That's what I was I'm thinking. Not, yeah, I mean, if she like she 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 always wins. She is always great in what anything that she's in and I just feel like she's kind of like the Meryl Streep of Oscars kind of in the fact well, I mean, Meryl Streep is the Meryl Streep of Oscars, so that was done. Right. But <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's should be the British Meryl Streep, if you if you want to put it that way. But yeah, you, I think you're right. Like we we can expect her to win, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. On the other hand, I guess if I had to pick, if it was my pick, if it was me voting. I would have voted for Anjanou Ellis on King Richard. So, so Anjanou Ellis, we've talked about her a lot. Yeah. And she's been she nominated is. a lot. Yeah. She's a fabulous actress, incredibly underrated. Uh, she was fantastic on Lovecraft. Yeah, she uh, was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen King Richard. It's one of those 12 movies that I have to watch before the Oscars, but I would, I would pick her. I would simply have picked her, yeah. but you're right. Kirsten Dunst might get it that night because, but, 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 but I, I have to say, if Plemons and Dunst get the Oscars that night, it's going to be simply because the power of the dog is having a great night. Yeah. And it sweeps. Yeah. Because. Yeah. We've seen that a lot, a lot of too many nominations and nothing gets done. Yet we we also see that the big nominee gets a lot of Oscars and everybody gets something out of the same movie. Very true. So Very true. If Duns and Plemons get, you know, I mean, it's already a great night if, if Plemons gets it. Or Cody yeah. uh, Smith McPhee and uh, Kirsten Dunst. So we, we we shall see. Where are we going, Jojo? Best actor. Best actor. Yes, going so, on yet, going on yet. So that would be Will Smith for King Richard, Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth, Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, and Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Right. So let's talk. One, record-breaking for Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington literally has become the black actor with the most Oscar nominations. That's nine for him with this nomination. And uh, let's talk about Will Smith, but more than anything else, let's talk about Javier Bardem. Uh, so we talked about the the controversy of Javier Bardem playing Desi Arnaz yeah. uh, on being the Ricarders. But what we don't know is that Javier Bardem has been running his mouth too. And he's gotten him, he's literally kind of like dug himself more into a hole. <laughs> because... When he was confronted by Latinos complaining about the fact that a Spaniard played a Latino character when Hollywood is full of Latino actors who could have played it, which, by the way, wasn't even my grief. You remember that, Jojo? It, that yeah. wasn't my yeah. grief at all. Yeah, no, I it was... I think that he wasn't Desi Arnaz ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he <laughs> just know? was miscast completely. You're right. So, so, but, but Latinos have been, been making noise about that. And his answer was, well, let's talk about 
the Spaniard minority because there aren't enough Spaniard characters in Hollywood. So because Hollywood has always have more portrayal of Latinos <laughs> than Spaniards, he would like Spaniards to be considered a minority in Hollywood, which is absolute fucking bullshit and false equivalence. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> because it's, it's just so funny. <laughs> it's, it's just like mind boggling. It's really, really funny. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. I love you. Come on. I mean, seriously. First of all, for the longest time, the majority of the time, more than 80% of the time, Latino characters in Hollywood have been portrayed stereotypically. Oh, yeah. They've been written off stereotypically. Yes. Right? Yeah. A whole and... bunch of racist stereotypes. Yeah. The few characters written for Latinos, written about Latin America, that have been elevated are mostly based on real-life stories. But when someone has to come out, imagine... A character. If that someone is not Latino, what they're going to write about is going to be a fucking drug dealer, a sicario, or some shit like that. Yeah. The few Spaniards that have been written about? Don Diego de la Vega and shit, right? El Zorro. <laughs> well, don't. <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah. Don't give me that bullshit, Javier. Do not. Yeah. Don't give yeah. me that bullshit. You, no, should, you should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> just, just, just shut it. Just shut it. I mean, come Shh. on. <laughs> so, oh, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Must be fun to be nuts. Yeah, yeah. So who do you think is going to get this one? Uh, this one is, a, is another difficult one for me because, well, you know what? I No, I'm a, I changed my mind. Cumberbatch. Yes. <laughs> I think it's going to be Cumberbatch. I want him to win, and you know what? It's Cumberbatch. I think it's going to be Cumberbatch. Okay. But here's the thing, though. This is Hollywood we're talking about, and Hollywood can be incredibly unpredictable yes, with can. certain awards. And remember that Will Smith missed out on the nomination for Ali. He did. He did. They didn't give him that one, right? And this is for the second time Will Smith has been nominated for playing a real-life character. So much so that one of the Williams sisters said that while watching the actual filming, there were moments where Will was so much like Richard Williams that she thought she was watching her own dad. Wow. Wow. So that's That's... <laughs> that gives me chills and and we know that will is is a method actor so he kind of goes crazy bananas into these characters yeah so i haven't seen the movie but i'm curious and i think this is this is a very nice cadre of actors right here yeah i mean the the the, the weak link here for me is andrew garfield yeah, if he wins, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Just on principle. Honestly. I'm going to make a compilation, a video compilation of you bad-mouthing and really going on a on a Andrew Garfield rant. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, what? I, I figured out because I was thinking about it, and part of the reason why I do not like Andrew Garfield is because he came after Tobey Maguire in the uh, Spider-Man universe. And right. for me, you know how Doctor Who fans, you have your doctor, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you have your doctor. So for me, Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man. So no, I, no, <laughs> no. And then also 
without the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, we wouldn't have the MCU. We wouldn't yeah. have so many superhero things. I'm going on a rant. Sorry, folks. But we, <laughs> without that series, we wouldn't have those because, I mean, up to that point, superhero movies were total flops that or they true. would do a little bit well at the box office. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, they tried, but it wasn't working. But There were no there continuity were... to any uh, superhero stories. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. But Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man came out, it blew the roof off of the theater, and it deserves everything. So I do not like Andrew Garfield because he took away Tobey Maguire. So (laughs) fuck you, Andrew Garfield. (laughs) You know, this entire thing, now that you've, you've put it that way, it reminds me in the black community, there is always the debate of the the unvived debate. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> because originally the character was played by Janet Huber Whitten. And then it later, like I think season three. Yeah, it was, it was changed, early on. Yeah. It, it, it was changed to Daphne Maxwell Reed. And black people went crazy. In, at the time where, where the change happened, I was living in the Dominican Republic. And I remember all I thought about was, oh. So they changed on Vive. There's a new actress playing on Vive, right? I never made made any big deal out of it. To me, because like, you know, in Latin America, we have a lot of the famous telenovelas. And sometimes the telenovela has been going on for so long that motherfuckers decide, yeah, I'm leaving the show, find somebody else. And they just change an actor and actress. And two or three episodes later, you start calling him by the name that I, you know what I mean? Yes. So for me, yes. that was like, oh, that was a normal thing. When I moved to the U.S. and I started to talk to a little bit more, a little bit more about that, I realized this was a big deal in the black community. It was. It was dividing. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, part of the debate was, well, it's not only the question of the, the fact that they changed the original Aunt Viv, but they replaced her with a light skin yes. Aunt Viv. Yes. That. Yes. Is also a component of that debate. Some people don't, don't give a shit. They just like Janet Hubert Whitten. But a lot of people were more upset about the notion that the the switch was too drastic. And so <laughs> it, your, your rant about Andrew Garfield versus <laughs> Toby McGuire sort of like reminded me <laughs> of, of that. <laughs> but you know, coming back to it though, my peak, as you said, is is Cumberbatch. If if you said if Andrew Garfield wins it, you're gonna be very pissed. Mm-hmm. If Javier Bardem wins it, I'm gonna be you're, very pissed. You're gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <so>. ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's fair. Totally fair. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to Best Actress. Nominees are Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mother, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricarders, and Kristen Stewart, Spencer. It's a bit clear cut on this one, to be honest with you. But at the same time, that's just by appearance. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is necessarily the case. What do you say? I have read that there is, from from the scuttlebutt in Hollywood, that everyone it says it's going to be a fight between Nicole Kidman and Olivia Coleman. And that, that is, but everybody else is pretty much SOL. Yeah. That, that's what I thought too. But I think maybe the surprise of the night, if it's not Olivia Coleman or Nicole Kidman, Kidman might well win it for the fact that she played an incredibly iconic American person and she's done it. She's done it justice. I have to say that. When I watched this movie, uh, Nicole Kidman, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I stopped watching it because of Javier Bardem. Because I couldn't. The contrast between Nicole Kidman being Lucille Ball. And when you look at, you know that's Nicole Kidman. You know that's Nicole Kidman playing Lucille Ball. But you see Lucille Ball. I think I read an interview with her daughter where her daughter 
was at first uh, not Nicole Kidman's daughter, but right. you know Lucy's daughter was at first kind of like eh, not real thrilled with the casting. And then once she saw some of the, I guess uh, early takes or whatever, she was like, oh my god, that's mom. Yeah. So so just similar to with King Richard. So I think yes. that that's yeah. Yeah. So so it's gotta be Nicole Kidman. But again, Hollywood has fallen in love with Olivia Colman and for how could you not for good reason? <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Why would you? Know? Why wouldn't you fall in love with Olivia Colman, right? But I have to say, Jessica Chastain has done an absolutely riveting job as Tammy Faye. In this is a movie worth watching. And I think the biggest problem with this is because Tammy Faye has been dead for a long time. And when the story of her life was sensationalized and sensational, no great movie was made. Mm -hmm. And her character in American folklore has kind of like dimmed a bit to the point where probably no one knows. No, I mean, I don't even think millennials know who Tammy Faye was. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. So... But I think Jessica Chastain did it, did it justice. The nomination itself is great, but and if these people weren't nominated with her, she probably would have won it. So which which one is your pick? So I have to go with Nicole Kidman. Okay. And I know you're going with Olivia, no? <laughs> I, I'm going to be going with Olivia because... Because that's my wife in another life. <laughs> uh, but what? But would you? Is your second pick Jessica Chastain? Like, if it was, if there's a surprise. So, this is weird because I know that Jessica Chastain was great on this movie, but while I didn't like the movie Spencer, the story itself, what it was, what they made of it. I actually liked Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. She's she's my secondary too. She's my my wild card. I um I was very proud of her portrayal of of Princess Diana, and it was a terrible movie, but it wasn't her fault. Yeah. So she's my secondary pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And I honestly, she's not my favorite actress at all, but she was phenomenal in this. And like you said, yes. the movie itself is not very good, but her performance is is very, very, very good. Brilliant! I want to say brilliant! Brilliant! Yeah. <laughs> right, Jojo, we're going to go with Best Picture. Best Picture. All right, so we have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. This is another group of death. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I think there are some... There's, <laughs> yes. I do think that there are some we can just eliminate. Mm -hmm. There's some that, that can be eliminate, mm -hmm. uh, uh, eliminated. I think Koda's nomination is great. Yeah. But Cora is not going to win, and it's not going to win Best Picture. Definitely I don't not. think so either. I would, I would love for it to happen, but I don't, th I don't see it happening. I would love it too, yeah, but I don't think so. Nightmare Alley, agreed, can be taken out. Agreed. Don't look up, can be taken out. Agreed. So we are left with King Richard, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, Belfast. West Side Story and Drive My Car. Mm -hmm. The surprise win here would be Drive My Car. Yes, this would be a, like a parasite thing again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with Belfast, but Belfast has quite a bit of nominations here. It does. It does. I, f I feel like this is going to be one of those Oscars that might be sweeps again. Like it's going to be all Belfast and the actors, or it's going to be all the power of the dog, or it's going to be all drive my car. That's just my... But what's West Side Story, even though no one anywhere is talking about it? I don't know that anybody watched it. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't mean that as a, as a diss or anything. I just don't. I think it was one of the biggest flops at the box office. And that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just means people didn't weren't interested in seeing it for whatever reason. So I, I don't know. The, I just don't the, see it winning. The crazy thing is, for me, with West Side Story, is that West Side Story was a revelation in its original iteration, right? It was... The first time, I'm a Rita Moreno, winning Best Actress or whatever, you know. But the story, the plot on West Side Story is a bit problematic. Agreed. And a, a remake of it is not going to change things. So so you could, it, like, it's like watching, you know, Gone with the Wind or Uncle Tom's Cabin or something, like, yeah, they're classics, and let's say because of the time they were made, they can stay the way they are. But let's just not remake those. <laughs> I I agree. I I didn't see a reason to remake West Side Story. I just didn't see if you like West Side Story and you enjoy the story and you enjoy the music because it it's got a fabulous soundtrack. Yes. But watch the fifties version, honestly, because that's yeah. it's. It's the time it's set. It's yeah. contemporaneous to when it's set. It yeah. makes sense for that time to be, have filmed, been filmed at that time. But a right. remake, I'm just like, eh. when they <clears throat> announced it, I was like, the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that to me was like like the Cats movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I. Release yeah, the no. butthole version. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they should have known this was going to be a flop when yeah. they had to, like, CGI a couple of things. Like, seriously, dude? No, that's not a cat. What? A genderless cat? No. <laughs> we don't have those. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, what is your pick, Jojo? I, I think it's going to be the power of the dog. Yeah. I do. I. What's your second pick? My second pick is going to be Belfast. For me, is The Power of the Dog and Dune. Okay, that makes sense. It's The Power of the Dog and Dune because Dune it has a bunch of nominations for what? Screenplay, makeup, uh, hairstyling, uh, and yeah. visual effects. And I think it's going to take some of those, you know? I do know that people are upset that fans of Dune are upset that uh, Timothy Chalmay was not nominated for Dune. Yeah, but then if you nominated Timothy Chalamet, then why the fuck didn't you nominate Jason Momoa? That's bullshit. Like, come on. Timothy Chalamet didn't do shit. <laughs> he didn't do I, shit. I, I think you and I both have the same feelings towards him. We liked him in Don't Look Up, but it was because yeah. he wasn't playing anything else. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, I know I've read in forums people were very upset that he wasn't nominated, that uh, Oscar Isaac wasn't nominated for Dune. So, yeah, I, yeah, if it wins, then I think that would be sort of a, like an apology to everybody. <laughs> yeah, Denis Villeneuve deserves a lot of credit for making this movie because this is not a movie that has a, an omen of you know, if you do this, it might ruin your career kind of shit. Yet he made it, and it was really, really something extraordinary, right? And I think, like, look, man, Dennis Villeneuve is a genius. He's a genius. The yeah. only problem with him is that he's French-Canadian, but, like, <laughs> I mean, nobody's perfect, is he? <laughs> nobody's perfect. He's Quebecois, so we're going to, you know, we're going to forgive him for that. And please don't at me, motherfuckers. Like, seriously, I get to say this shit. <laughs> Poor <Yeah>. French-Canadians. <laughs> And by the way, French Canadians have a very good sense of humor. They're very self-deprecating themselves. I I have, you know, ties to the French Canadian community because that's where Haitians wind up when they migrate to Canada. 
And on my mother's side of the family, there's a lot of exhumé in Montreal, in Quebec. So when I say I don't like French Canadians, I'm talking about my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, my father's side, his grandparents shit, were, yes. were French Canadians. So, yeah, so. Oh, man, you were almost Celine Dion over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, my 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 grandparent, my my dad's father was born in Canada, and then they all decided to move to New York City in the like nineteen oh five or six. So uh, yeah, so dad partially grew up in Brooklyn and then Baltimore and then other parts of Maryland. But yeah, so yeah, nice. He always nice. wanted to go to Nova Scotia because that's where the last, that was the last place that his grandparents had lived before they came wow. over. But, but yeah, French Canadian. <laughs> French Canadian, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I guess I, I have to be a bit more uh, supportive of the French Canadians. No, that's okay. You know what? Except, Maybe we're cousins. Except my cousins. <laughs> Maybe we're cousins, you and me. Well, if we, if we are cousins, then, you know, I have, I have to be a bit kinder to you. <laughs> <laughs> this French Canadian rant is gonna go forever. Uh, the, <laughs> my point is, Denis Villeneuve, the director of Dune, is a fabulous chap. He is a great director. He's done a fantastic job with with this movie. He deserves everything he's been nominated for. My only quarrel is that you know, he's French Canadian, but that's per cata minuta. Right, so <laughs> the Oscars are going to be on on the 27th of March. And so we're going to have a bit of a talk about it the day after, on Monday the 28th. Most likely, we are going to live stream that on our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. We're just going to make a bit of comparisons of what you, we said today versus what happened that night. And we're going to call it a day. Uh, we like would like to have you with us, so 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 just be in the lookout for that. We normally record the podcast on Saturdays, so the weekend before the Tuesday that it comes out. But typically, when there are, have been when there is a award show, we'll wait until Monday and to do it. I do think that I'm gonna take that Monday off of work. <laughs> So that I don't find myself editing until, you know, midnight, <laughs> trying to put our show that's coming out next day. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. But that's, that's going to be the day we're going to be talking about this. So, so we hope you have your list and you've made your list too. And let's see how accurate our predictions have been. Yeah, that's, uh, good. that's going to be interesting. It's fun to, uh, to guess, and, you know, yeah, yeah. find out how... Right, you are validating when you're right, and then when they when you're not right, it's like the hell. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean we we still haven't talked about the snobs, yeah. Jojo. That's true. So one particular snob that I had was about the non-nomination of of uh, of Ruth Nega. Yes, but I don't consider. I don't consider the, the non-nomination of Chalamet a snob. That motherfucker didn't do much in that movie, uh, in Dune. It's so. just, you know, <laughs> nerds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised that Lady Gaga was not nominated or Adam Driver was not nominated for The House of Gucci. Yes. Um, I have not seen The House of Gucci, but I am familiar with both of their work, and I think they're both familiar, you know, phenomenal actors and everything I read about their performances in this was great. So I was very surprised that neither one of them were nominated. So I had a live talk with uh, the Tucker brothers on, on Friday night, no, on Wednesday night, sorry, on, on Facebook. And they did ask about this. Someone asked me about this. And, and my quick answer to that was, I think, Hollywood decided to stay away from House of Gucci because of the amount of controversies 
that it, it was involved in, given the fact that people who knew the Gucci's were so vociferous about the telling of the story, the way it was told. And so Hollywood probably decided, eh, we're going to stay away from this one. And in that respect, it's an absolute grave injustice to Lady Gaga, because I do think that she worked her fucking tail off to play this character, Patricia Patricia Reggiani uh, yeah. is the character that she played. And the lady, I think she is either, she just came, came out of prison or she's about to be released. But her opinion is very, very high of the work that Lady Gaga has done to playing her. Yeah, I, I think I think that I think that you know, just based on I don't know, just being like, oh, we don't like the way the movie was. Well, can't you recognize a performance though? <laughs> you know, like right. I, I, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that isn't the reason why. I'm saying that's a shame that that's the reason the reason why that there was controversy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's um, not like she was controversial. You know, she didn't. No, she she did she did her job right exactly <laughs> yeah. she she did her job like seriously there's no there's no there's nothing to like the movie might have been controversial or whatever but like she did her job so let's do it let's give her her props I think another nomination that people think misnomination if you will was Jennifer Hudson playing uh, Aretha Fra Aretha Franklin but. For me, that's neither here nor there, because um, this, this is this is one movie that I haven't gotten to watch yet. No, and I, I don't. I, how do I say this and not sound like a total asshole? I don't think I can. I just feel this is terrible. But I feel like Jennifer Hudson is a little bit overrated. I have not seen her performance in this film, so she may be wonderful and marvelous. But when I've seen her in other things, I just feel like it's more hype than talent. I I would I would actually tend to agree with that, and I I think the fact that she was handpicked by Aretha Franklin before her death to be the one to play her says something. But it could yeah. also it it says that there is a chance that she's incredibly overrated, as you said, because because again. We've seen her acting, and whenever she acts and does not sing, it's nothing to write home about. I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's a phenomenal singer. She has a beautiful voice, but I just yeah. and I could see Aretha Franklin picking her based on that, but I just, I don't. Well, I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> No, no, no. You, you, like I said, you, you make, you make an absolutely valuable point, and and I may have thought about that, and never had anybody do, to muse on that one, <laughs> to, to be honest, you know. But like, again, whatever. People are surprised that Kristen Stewart was uh, nominated for, for Spencer. I'm not. Like I said, I thought she was fantastic. I, I thought the movie was shite. Yeah. But she was great. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. And I know you don't like her and she... Mm. I know, but no, I agree with you that she, her her performance, like she's my pick if, um, you know, if the other one's what we chose, she's my, my dark horse. Because I All think right. she was great. Excellent. So before we call it a day, ladies and gentlemen, we have to tell you that there are ways you can find us on the internet, and that is via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also uh, that other thing that people do. What's it called again? Pinterest. Pinterest, yes. And uh, I attempted to start a, a LinkedIn account for the podcast this week, and I literally vomited in my mouth. <laughs> so that, that couldn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, no, we got to stay true to no LinkedIn. <laughs> We've said it before. We're going to say it again. No LinkedIn. No LinkedIn. Um, so but, well, you can find us there. You will find Jocelyn on Instagram as? KNS co-host. KNS co-host. Jocelyn, Jocelyn, 
you you need some followers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Yo, so go ahead, go on Instagram and find KNS co-host. Follow her. If you don't know how to get to her, then go through our Instagram page, kicking and streaming underscore podcast. Kicking and streaming underscore podcast on Instagram. And you'll find us there. And then subsequently you will find KNS co-host. You will find me on Twitter. And on Instagram as Mr. Puchetta. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. All of this we've said, if you go straight to our website, kickinginstrumentpodcast.com, you will find all that information, as well as information as to how you could go ahead and contribute uh, some money to, to this podcast. Buy Me A Coffee is where we do it. You have the options of being a monthly contributor with a with an amount of your choice or a one-time contributor by saying, hey, it's almost Christmas. It's only 11 months away. You know, maybe I'll give them something for the next Christmas. Am I right, Jojo? That's right. It would be lovely. Podcasts Excellent. aren't free. That's for sure. <laughs> it's free to you, but it ain't free to us or to me. <laughs> And in that, on that note, we'll say goodbye for now. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.